the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. And welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. Saw a financial article that I thought was a good enough starting point as any today. What do you think the average Social Security benefit is? 44.5 million retired workers receive monthly income from Social Security. It's a lot of Americans. If you work and you pay Social Security taxes, then chances are those benefits will be an important source of income for you later in life. Some people's jobs, because their pensions kind of waive Social Security, they don't put in, they don't take out. Currently, about 50% of married seniors get 50% or more of their income from Social Security. Whoa. If you're an Unmarried senior, you're getting 70% of you are getting about 50% of your income. The average retiree collects about, are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Drum roll for myself, please. How much is the average Social Security? $1,471 a month. $17,652 a year. Holy mackerel. Does that sound like a lot to you? It doesn't sound like a lot to me. Does that make me spoiled? I know my government's going to be giving me $1,400 a month, and I'm talking about, uh, it's not enough. I want more. I also want back rubs. No, wait, wait, wait. In grapes. Can't have it all, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I don't think that sounds like a big number, and that's one of the reasons I try to do this show. It wasn't embedded in me enough to be afraid of. I don't want you to be afraid of retirement, but I want you to respect that you don't have income in retirement that you think you're going to have. Unless you're stinking wealthy. I was, uh, I know a couple that's just sold their home in Hillsboro. And they're a real nice neighborhood. A lot of CEOs live up there. They're moving down to San Diego and 
They're kind of doing a one of those goofy swaps where they bought a house down there, but they kind of classified the loan slightly incorrectly, and will they get tax deductions in California while they have an overlap? Should they try to roll over their Prop 13? Things like that. They're going through a lot of financial planning issues, but they don't feel wealthy, and they've got $3 million house they just sold. Isn't it crazy? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money invested in more. The IMF is kind of boring to talk about on radio. I get it. It's not one of those financial cues that you're going to be going, ooh. Tell me that one again. (laughs) It's kind of boring, like I said. But I pay attention. Uh, You can't not is the right way of saying that, I think. You kind of want everyone doing okay. You can be totally into, I I only like U.S. stocks because of our capitalism. Or, I'll be honest with you. I like U.S. stocks because people like Bernie Sanders hate U.S. stocks because their compensation pays are crazy out of line. Some people would say that incentivizes the CEO. Some people would say that they're stealing from people. I don't know. But I, I like the fact that in America you can make as much money as you can dream of. Within reason. The whole WeWork IPO kind of backfired as far as giving CEOs too much power. I like buybacks. I like dividends. When I start hearing Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders start talking about, like, if you work for a company, you should be 80% owner or something like that. I was like, oh, boy. I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy like that. You know what I mean? I wonder what the ramifications of that's going to be. If we could pass every law into effect, that sounds great. The ramifications would probably be pretty insane. It reminds me of The Twilight Zone. 1950s TV show. Fantastic episode where this inventor comes up with this device that you can put trash in and it disappears. It's like, sweet. It incinerates it? No, it just disappears. No energy source used? We don't know. It just disappears. And I guess, you know, that reflects the time, right? We're probably worried about landfill and plastics and uh, leaving nuclear waste lying around. Long story short, at the end of the episode, it turns out that all that trash has gone to another planet and everyone on that planet is dying. Just like we will if we don't come up with a way to send trash away. Anyhow, and anyway, I digress. I pay attention to the IMF. Um, I think it would be foolish not to. You kind of want everyone doing well. And if you want to live in your own little world and and invest in your own little world, USA, USA, or if you're like, I hate little USA, I must invest in Malarasha. You can do whatever you want, but pay attention to the IMF. And in no way, shape, or form, it's political. You know that going in. It's like everything's political these days. FIFA, the soccer federation, it's political. Why isn't the U.S. getting another World Cup? Why did Cater get a World Cup? Cater doesn't have the infrastructure for it. Cater has money. So the IMF kind of gives us a little bit of a feeling of what's going on worldwide. 
They downgraded expectations for growth in 2019 to 3% from 3.2%. In 2020, though, they see the outlook at around 3.4%, down from a previous high of 3.5% expected. That's not bad growth. Among the large companies, the IMF projects sub-1% growth, i.e. in recessionary in Germany, Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, Japan, Mexico, Brazil, Saudi Arabia. Some of the advanced economies, they see slowing growth in China, spilling over uh, from the China trade session, uh, sessions. And they see some uh, um, Asian company, countries struggling a bit. But the overall number is a pretty good number. And again, I'm not saying, okay, now we can go to bed not the case we still have to do work but it's a good one it's a good sign 800-516-1220 teacher calls on the air anything you want to talk about we can talk about google apple who else amazon all have these big analyst hardware days now and they've announced a streaming service it's going to launch november 19th um, fascinated to see what that's going to be all about and how it's going to look and how it's going to play. But their hardware event is kind of a Hollywood thing where they'll bring out the flagship smartphone, the Pixel 4. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Pixel 4. They also may take their apps off a brand new Pixel Book laptop and a revamped version of its Pixel Buds wireless headphones. The problem with Google is I don't trust a damn thing they do anymore. Remember a couple years ago they showed us the AirBuds that could like translate from French to English in real time? And like, that's a miracle. That's a Tower of Babel thing. Like, wow. And it, it never really caught on. Anyway, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Google all have hardware days now. Kind of fun, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I saw this band a couple years ago. I bring it up in large part. I don't know why I bring it up. Oh, I'm surprised. You ever see a band you're like, eh, they get one nice song. It's called Walk the Moon. They had a song called Anna Sun. I was like, that's cute. A couple years later, they've got One Foot, the song. A couple years later, they got Shut Up and Dance. A couple years later, they got Kamikaze. You're like, did this guy just make a career from like little one-hit songs? I think he kind of did. Anyhow, anyway, let's move forward with uh, El Contento. Domino's CEO said the word carry out 14 times their conference call. There's something afoot here. <laughs> are you with me or are you against me? With the door dashes, with the post notes, with the 
you name the company, Uber Eats. I've seen a lot of people getting fired out in Uber, too. A lot of people fired at Uber. Thank you for your service. You helped jack up our revenue. Goodbye. Domino's Pizza says there's irrational pricing in the rival third-party delivery marketplaces. I'm surprised. I had a little bit of a bachelor weekend kind of thing, and I was like, oh, boy, I can get Uber Eats a big fat steak, or I can get a pizza, and I get a big fat steak. I was surprised by the quality of the, the delivery. I don't know if all restaurants do that good of a job, but I was impressed. But Domino's Pizza CEO says there's irrational pricing, because I've heard this, too. That Uber Eats and DoorDash are taking too much money from the delivery companies, of which DoorDash just signed a deal with Burger King. And they also did one with McDonald's. Like, whoa, wow. Like, we've hit everyone, it seems like. Whoa. But one of the things that I've been hearing is irrational pricing. As we look out at the next two to three years, maybe three to five years, you'll say that some of this will shake out. And one of the things that Domino's is trying to do to stay relevant in the food business is carryouts. If you pay any attention to their commercials right now, it's all about carryouts. You get a large pizza, carryout, two toppings. It's like six ninety nine or something. Like you're like, whoa. And then there's carryout insurance. If you drop it on the way home. Awesome. So what's this fascination with carryout? They're trying to stay relevant and trying not to sell out to Uber Eats and DoorDash as far as delivery goes. Um, because they can't hire the appropriate amount of drivers to get it to you in 30 minutes or less like Uber, like DC. Like, there's this kind of crazy thing going on. 6% retail sales growth in the U.S. is significantly faster than the growth of pizza segment. Another story out there today that just had my my uh, head kind of rolling is the Oregon State Lottery. You know, we're always trying to figure out new ways to make money. We're always trying to do. I think so. And I, I've been in Oregon not too long ago, and I, I'm not a big fan. I know you're saying, did you just say you're not a big fan of Oregon? I did. Um, I know. I know. Hey, I, I don't like Keno, okay? When you go into a bar and you see Keno, it's like it's a, such a mood killer. Um, but one thing that they just started out was... Oregon Lottery is going to launch sports betting app with expected $300 million in wagers. It's the first betting service in Oregon since 2007. The app will exclude, will not exclude NCAA games. Oh boy, I see trouble here. Players used the paper-based parlay game that was limited to NFL games until 2007 with sports action to do wager bets. Um... For some reason, and again, I, I don't know the politics of this, but state assemblies have a thing against sports betting, not against, necessarily against all betting, and Indian casino betting, we're fine with that. But they gave six, they did a test. And they kind of got through enough of the issues of, is it easy to deposit money? Is it easy to withdraw money? Um, those systems in the past, you'd be like, oh, you could play poker with your friends tonight. And you deposit money in, and it was tough to get your money back. Now, the interesting thing about this is the it's another way a live sportings bet, live sports betting app is another way of states legally making more money. They're offering legal mobile sports via an app, and it's almost too easy now. 
Um, I've been to a couple Kentucky Derby parties where you're like, whoa, you can gamble on, you can bet on any horse race in the United States, essentially online. Sweet. Real-time betting, the Oregon Lottery already had a sponsorship agreement with Blazers. Both sides expressed excitement about the possibilities of enhancing their relationship via the app. The NBA Portland Trailblazers, who have already been eliminated from playoffs yet again. Oh, wait, the season hasn't started? Yeah, sorry about that, Blazers. Um, and what's this whole Rip City thing? But one of the interesting twists to this app is it's going to be geofenced, so it doesn't work at tribal casinos. Okay. Um, I don't know what to say to that. But a couple Indian casinos are doing sports betting already in Oregon. This is going to spread to the United States. Uh, a lot of what happens on the West Coast does eventually spread to the United States. Um, big money. FDIC insured accounts, real-time betting. Um, everything you kind of want to hear as far as a sector goes. Marijuana is not as legit as sports betting is in the United States. We still have problems with marijuana companies being able to deposit cash in a bank. So the Supreme Court overturned a federal ban on sports betting last year. Since then, 18 states have legalized it, including five in the District of Columbia and more. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this comes back to a concept of we've never met a tax we didn't like. If that makes sense. And if we could tax something that's a sin, I'm all in. As long as it's not me who has the problem, right? I think that's the idea. Uh, you can tax cigarette smokers. How much is a pack of cigarettes these days? Like, Do you remember there was this March where it went from like 2 bucks for a pack to two fifty three, three fifty four? They could be $9 for all I know at this point. I don't smoke cigarettes, so I don't know. I know you're saying, thanks for the service message, Rob. Thanks for telling the kids you don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, kind of get in my way of two-fisted drinking and driving. The dunk dunch. Uh, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. One of the areas where, like, not only gambling do we lose a lot of money, but alcohol and cigarettes, the things that get taxed the most, right? Um, one thing that we get crushed on is the things that we buy. You don't ever have to buy a new car. You pay a premium to do it. When we have babies, we tend to get expensive baby jogger strolling things. We don't need that. I've had a laptop now for 10 plus years. It's fine. I don't play games on it. We sometimes spend our way into money issues. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One stock that I don't talk about on too often, and I think it's just kind of, maybe it's kind of not my sexy kind of stock. Maybe it's not that kind of fun story. Maybe it's kind of a number three kind of play. We all love number one and number two, but number three. Um, Costco. You know, in the world of investing, you have so many opportunities. It's kind of like a menu of fun. Of You can look at this uh, S&P Standard Poor's sector rankings. Uh, you can look at financials and say, do I want a broker? Do I want an insurance company? Do I want a bank? You can look at retail and go, do I want, you know, Companies that sell furniture, companies that sell apparel. Like, if you ever buy furniture, you're like, holy mackerel, that was expensive. Why is this coffee table so expensive? And then you're like, you can get a whole TV for that. Doesn't TV have all this technology in it? And, like, you get kind of, like, that's the best part about investing. I think it kind of keeps you young when we're talking about things like carryout and dominoes. And millennials and millennials getting older and their biological clock's ticking. Everyone's biological clock and technically is ticking, right? If we get out of college and we have a job, we sometimes settle down and make babies. Right. If we get out of college, go to war, come back, we make babies. If we're millennials, we get out of college, we have too much debt, no jobs, we're unemployed, we move back in mom and dad's house, we don't have babies. But since the dawn of Netflix, Netflix and chill, uh, there's another... Theme coming along Disney Plus. We're going to be able to stay in and technically, historically, evidentiary, when we stay at home and watch TV, we make babies. So there's going to be a baby boom coming, and I think Target will be a winner. For some people, Costco will be a winner. There was a company called diapers.com that got acquired by Amazon because they saw the consistency of how parents spend money on their kids. And the last thing you want to be doing is 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock at night, you've been working all day, you picked up groceries, you cooked dinner, baby's crying, got a little runny one coming out the side of his pants. You're like, oh, no diapers. So diapers.com would deliver them. You could almost get them delivered daily. It was awesome. You could put them out in front of your house. You could put them in your car. Diapers don't weigh that much. And you didn't have to always, you didn't have to, you know, creep out to the CVS where the diapers are overpriced. You're like, I got it the internet, I got the Amazon kind of special deal. I'm buying in bulk. They're giving me a discount. Woo! Boy, is this great! Or you can go with someone like a Costco. And there's no shame in Costco. Uh, I know people who've uh, bulked up their, how shall we say, everything financial. <laughs> Uh, anything they can buy in, in store, they have. So, I'm good with that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So, Costco's not, not a company I talk a lot about, but I should probably a little bit more often. Stock is trading near record high. It's surged all year this year. A lot of stocks have. It's been a good year on Wall Street. Now, one insider just sold millions of dollars of stock. Now, I don't mind that. That's one of those flags that I'll take notice of. If like you see five insiders selling stock, 
maybe it's like a little bit more. If you see 10, then it's definitely more, like kind of thought there. But I don't mind the CEO of Google or Microsoft selling stock on occasion and saying, I'm going to go buy a boat. I'm going to go buy an iBoat. I'm going to go buy an iCoffin at Costco. You can buy coffins at Costco. You buy iPhones at Costco. You buy a glass coffin. Get one last selfie with dad after we put him in the ground. This new iCoffin has three cameras. Look at the night lighting on this one. Oh, look, there's a bug on dad. Oh, no, worms are coming out of his eyes. You'll want an eye coffin too, kids. Costco stock up 46% this year. Millennials like the company. That makes me a little creeped out when I say that out loud. We're now doing a millennial taste test. You don't want a company that's hated. Um, CEO selling a lot of shares. That, Like I said, that doesn't really bother me per se. You may want to buy an eye coffin. But it is noteworthy. Um, company's doing well. And one thing, you could talk about Costco and samples. I kind of hate talking about this. kind of makes me feel a little dirty. But a friend of mine goes to Costco every Saturday or Sunday. Honestly, I think it's to get out of the house. And he takes his kids with him. And you like, I don't want to say the kid's name. Let's just make up a name and say, hey, Jimmy, what do you like about Costco? And he goes, the samples. I'm like, does your kid have, like, is he missing a large portion of his lips or tongue or teeth? Like, why is he good? The samples. Costco is the nation's largest wholesale warehouse. It is a head of Walmart Sands Club. They're in 45 states, 95 million cardholders. 3,700 products, bulk packaging, pharmaceuticals, tires, fresh food, you name it. Kobe beef or something like that, so says the commercial. One of the things you know about Costco now, it's largely based in the United States. You can get a big old TV, jewelry, jumbo-sized ketchup, tubs and tubs and tubs of mixed nuts. The rotisserie chicken, four ninety nine. Does that ring a bell with anyone? Cheap Kirkland rotisserie chickens. Uh, $4.99. You can't buy a chicken, cut off its head, put it on a spit, and cook it for $4.99. That's about as low as you can go, right? So how are they doing it? The chickens are a lure. They pull customers in. Then they browse, you do the aisles, you get a cart. Next thing you know, you've spent hundreds of dollars all for that four ninety nine bird. Now, that four ninety nine chicken has become a cult item. Ninety one million were sold last year, double the number from a decade earlier. Costco's got a hot product, basically a dead chicken, a roasted chicken. The Costco webpage, the cost, no, no, the Costco chicken Facebook page. Has 13,000 followers. I know you're saying Costco chicken. Yep. Oh, They go to extreme links. They recruit farmers. 
Uh, they just opened a $450 million poultry complex of its own near Nebraska. So Costco is now in the business not only of getting you bulk stuff, but Costco is in the, the uh, production process, production of chickens from farm to store. They got to figure out what grain the chickens eat. They got to do when did the eggs get hatched? I, when do you cut off the chicken's head? I don't know. Costco has even put its socially conscious corporate reputation online, fending off local critics who have rallied against the company's uh, Nebraska operation. Pretty big experiment for Costco to get in the business of raising chickens. But that's one way they're going to try to stave off losing money. So if you go into a Safeway, it might be a five ninety nine or six ninety nine chicken because they don't want to lose as much, but they still want you to come in. It's kind of one of those weird things, right? If you think about it. Who figured out that you can have a loss leader like chicken to get people to shop? Microsoft Xbox and Sony PlayStation, they're going to have a loss leader in their hardware. Google Stadia is going to say, you don't even have to have hardware. You just have to have an internet connection. So you kind of see how things change ever and they evolve. So Microsoft and Sony make their money not on the hardware until year three or four. And they're only making pennies and dollars. But they make their money on the services, the software, the stores that they run. Anytime you buy something from uh, Pokemon Go, Apple's hardware, their phone gets some money. If you're buying those virtual coins, same thing with Microsoft Xbox. If you're buying the virtual coins and you're doing it through the Microsoft Store, they're going to get a piece of that action from Epic. Epic doesn't want you to go to them. Epic wants you to go directly through them. So, but Costco still loses money selling chickens. Americans are eating more chicken than ever before. There's going to be a supply issue on chickens. They say, by the way, that there's a, a hog virus that's devastating uh, pork in Asia. And they, I get kind of like quiet and whispery about it. They say that North Korea's got a massive problem. I know you're saying, is, it, is this like an Ebola breakout? I don't know. A small number of chicken producers dominate the chicken produ- production. A small amount of chicken producers dominate the chicken production in the United States. So for some reason, I'm going Canadian on this. You get Tyson Chicken, Pilgrim's Pride, Sanderson Farms, Purdue, and Cock Foods. Cook Foods. Take um, off, you hoses. Those companies dominate about 60% of the $65 billion chicken market. I know you're saying, I always wanted to know how big the chicken market is. Now I know. $65 billion. There's no money in those chickens anymore. Costco's undercut us. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. A lot of people expect millennials to pick up the slack and start making babies. Why? Because we need them to. <laughs> uh, for Social Security reasons, we need workers to replace the workers that are retiring. U.S. birth rates fell to a 32-year low last year. It's referred to as a millennial baby bust. Some look at it as the high cost of child-rearing fears, lost career opportunities, strain of student loans, the high housing prices, falling fertility levels, widespread weight gain. We're becoming panda bears. But there's an interesting statistic amongst all the stats that are out there. Well, there's two that kind of go hand in hand in this, this kind of angle. Births have declined in nine out of the last 10 years at an average rate of about 1.1%. And that's been tied heavily towards a 7.6% plunge in teenage births. Financially speaking, I think we could all say teenage births are probably not the best things in the world. Uh, how to start a family. Sometimes teenage births are going to interrupt colleges, getting a house, saving money. You kind of see how kids are expensive. So one statistic that kind of gives us a little bit of hope is the fact that we've seen an increase in people older. Women ages 35 to 39 have increased by about 1%. Couples are waiting to have kids. I'm pretty sure that they still know how to, but they're waiting because of all the said reasons. So millennials born from 1981 to 1994. The oldest amongst them now are 38. If you compare the generations that are, I'm not going to say polar opposites, but are on the opposite ends of Social Security... Millennials slightly outnumber baby boomers, which means the 30-something population will grow nicely in the years ahead and hit peak earnings, in theory. We kind of need this. So if you remember in 2013, Netflix came into its own with home streaming. A little bit of a baby boom. Births increased 1.4%. So earlier what I said when Disney introduces their Disney+. Plus. Get the couch ready. Honey, get the couch ready. We're going to stream a Disney movie tonight. We're going to watch Star Wars. And then make love, sweet love. Exciting and new. Uh, honey, uh, I'm late. It's my female who's pregnant who doesn't quite know how to say it to her husband. But she might be pregnant. And it comes days after the Disney Star Wars movie thing. Funny business I'm talking about, right? So here's the kind of interesting play. Most parents love their kids, right? In theory. Although I still have some like standout respect for uh, stepmothers like Hansel and Gretel. Here, take this, take this uh, bread, go out and have fun in the woods, kids. Something to be said for the kind of love. You know what I'm saying? She gets the, the widower. I get it. I get it. Um, Carters. Oh, what I was going to say is, since millennials are waiting longer, 
some of them have a little bit of a financial cushion because they've lived at home. They may be more prepared to splurge on their children. There's a company called Carter's, ticker symbol CRI. Not for me. But they've been growing at 5 to 8% year over year for quite some time now. Analysts love the stock. There's Children's Place. Um, you have a baby and you want to get them clothes and you want to get them goods. Strollers aren't cheap, I'll tell you that. Carriers aren't cheap. And they sell like Gucci carriers and some people want the Gucci one. Because <clears throat> if your body's going to be kind of out of commission while you're raising the kid for the first year, you kind of want to look good. Um, Bed Bath Beyond would be a play for sure. I think one of the smarter plays on all of this, though, is I almost want to throw the baby concept away. And yes, there's going to be a baby boom. And yes, baby booms are real. And yes, they are economic good things. <clears throat> I almost want to just say buy Target. Because that's where a lot of people are going to be going for their, their goods for their kid. Or Amazon. You don't have to necessarily go bullet shot with Carter's. There's more important things in the world than stock picking. But when we could talk stock picking in family, I think I'm mixing two of the most important things together. The number of workers per Social Security recipient has fallen to 2.8 last year from 5 in 1960. We had five people working. Paying into Social Security, paying into taxes, bringing home the bacon for one Social Security recipient. Now we're down to 2.8. So the bond yields are so low 20, 30 years out in the United States. A lot of people believe in Japan and Europe because of low fertility rates. That we're not expecting a lot of economic activity as we kind of not start dying off as a, a race, but something like that. Jerome Powell has six kids. Um, he knows about stimulating the economy, right? Kids are expensive. We spend our paychecks on them. So I do want you to take a look at some ideas tied towards trends, whether it's sports apps or marijuana or birth rates. Um, I don't want you to be afraid of that. It's a smart way to invest. It, it's starting to help the math get on your side. Again, it's not the end-all, be-all, but you're going to develop your own style, I hope. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.